Good morning. So in Alabama, <laughs> in Alabama, we say good morning and we say hello and we say thank you. And then I came here and I said good morning to a few people and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> so good morning. Actually, it's good afternoon, right? That's right. Good afternoon. Um, I want to introduce myself and um, our family, and we are just excited to be sharing with you today. Um, my husband, Matt, and I, we uh, came from Alabama, a small town called Boaz, Alabama, and it's very, very small, and we were serving in ministry there, and we have been raised in the South our whole lives, um, and we have started a life to get, we started life together when uh, we were young. At 16, we started dating. <laughs> and we were together uh, for, uh, we've been together for 17 years and have been married 11 years this month. So that's exciting, right? Yeah, it's exciting. So uh, we've had 11 years of ministry and marriage. And so it's been an exciting, exciting road. I just want to share a few pictures with you of our family. This picture you're about to see here is a picture of us on our last day in Alabama. Uh, this was the day that we left and came to San Francisco. And we were staying with my parents. This is my kids, Violet and Blue, and my husband, Matt. And uh, we were staying with my parents. We were uh, there for two, two weeks, and uh, we had sold everything we owned. We had sold our house. We had sold our belongings, and we moved in with my parents for two weeks until it was time for us to come here. And I just want to say those were a great two weeks with my parents. <laughs> but uh, I have two kids. Violet, is, um, she is eight years old, and she is just radiant. She is a beautiful young lady. She loves life. She loves to sing. Um, she's, just, uh, she's just awesome all the way around. And she loves Jojo Siwa. That's like her celebrity. She's all about that. So she's into that right now. We're supposed to be going to a concert in May. So just pray for us. And um, so you can look that up later who Jojo Siwa is. And uh, then there's Blue. And Blue is four. And if you've seen him around, he's handsome. He's adorable. Um, and he's fast. He's very fast, and so you have to kind of watch him, and he's, he's always wide open. Actually, pa uh, Pastor Lewis came over to our house uh, right after we had moved here, and, you know, I'm thinking first impressions, right? And <laughs> here comes Blue out of his room, and he sees Pastor Lewis, and he doesn't know him, but he runs to him and then climbs him like a tree. <laughs> And I was like, that's a great first impression. <laughs> Way to go. So, yeah, those are my two kids. And then my husband, Matt, and we uh, have been serving in ministry. Uh, that's our ministry in Alabama, actually. That was the kids' ministry there um, for ages 6 to 12. And that's the room that we were in. And so when we went to home for Christmas, we decided to take a picture. So that's me and Matt. Um, so we've been serving in ministry all this time at this church in Alabama for 13 years. Um, I started doing youth ministry when I was 19 years old, and then later on we added the children's ministry to that. So from ages zero to 19 years of age, we were ministering to on a weekly basis, and which was awesome. We loved every minute of it. We were excited about it. We enjoyed it. And so this is a picture of our kids' event that we had um, this past summer, and this is our VBS weekend that we had. Those are children standing in the altar worshiping God, and there, some of them are on the stage with us, actually leading worship. 
And then Pastor Matt would give the message, and then we would have a time where they could give their hearts to Christ. And we had over 40 children that one weekend who gave their hearts to Jesus. And so that's something to praise God about, right? And, and so um, on the, the day that we told our church family that we were going to move to San Francisco was probably the hardest day ever. And so that day, we um, asked our kids that were, in the, that were there in the congregation, the students and the volunteers, if they would join us on the stage for a photo. So this is our next photo. That is some of the people that were there that day. And we were able to, you know, have this memory with them. And I kind of look at that as a reminder of what God did in that season. And it also gets me excited about what's to come in this season. And so um, that is us. That is our ministry. Um, again, we, uh, we moved here, and God set us up. I know he did. Uh, our house sold in three days. Uh, once we said yes to this adventure, uh, our house sold in three days. And that just doesn't happen. So we were sitting there with our realtor. We were writing things out for, on, with our realtor, and she said, um, I think I have someone who's interested. I said, awesome. And so she said, she'll be here in 20 minutes. I'm thinking, oh, no, i got to clean the house. And there's, there's boxes everywhere. But she came. She liked the house. And I thought, okay, this is good, right? The, I mean, even the sign wasn't even in the yard yet. This is great. Uh, we have yards in Alabama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. We have yards. And, and when we have one trash can, you guys have three. And, and I'm learning. I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, uh, we, we, were sitting, we were sitting there at the table. And I was like, wow, this is exciting. And then a day later, she said no. She said, no, I'm not going to buy the house. And I was just devastated. I was like, how are we going to do this? We've got to move to San Francisco. We are on a time limit. How are we going to do this? And I was just thinking all of these things. I was like, well, God, if this is what you want, then you've got to make a way. And so we start thinking about how we're going to put the house back on the market. And then on the third day, our realtor called us and said, hey, we have someone who wants to buy your house. And I said, who? And she said, the woman that came first. And I said, wow, this is so exciting. So we go, to the, um, we go to the lawyer's office to sign all the paperwork and everything, and I'm sitting there, I'm just nervous. And she comes over to me, the lady who's going to buy my house, and she says, I need to tell you something. I'm thinking, okay, I don't even know you. This is awesome. So she walks over, and she says, I need to tell you something. I said, okay. She said, well, I wasn't going to buy your house. I said, you What? She said, I wasn't going to buy your house. I said, well, great. Are you going to buy it now? <laughs> Please buy my house. <laughs> and uh, she said, no. She said, I wasn't going to buy your house. She said, but I, was, I woke up, and I was thinking about, you know, I've been looking through all these houses. And she said, and all of a sudden, I felt the Lord speaking to me saying, you're going to find your house today. And she was like, what? So she gets out. She starts driving down the road. And the next thing you know, she stops right in front of my house. And when she gets right in front of my house, she looks at my house, and the Lord says, you're going to buy that one. She says, no, I'm not. I don't like that house. And <laughs> that sounds like us, right? And so I don't, I don't like that house. And, and she said, so I don't know what is in San Francisco for you, but for some reason God needs you there, and so I'm going to buy your house. So that is what happened. And I really felt like that the Lord had set us up for a win. Um, so that is a little bit about us. I want to pray over the word today as I share it, and I want us to get ready for what God's about to say. Lord, we just come before you, and we ask God that you would expand our hearts today. Lord, I pray that you would tune our minds 
to what you have to say today, God. Let it run deep inside of us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so today my heart is to share with you just a few life experiences that I've encountered that have set me on the path of living one way, and that is all in. I tried other ways. I was a pastor's kid. I tried other ways, (laughs) and those other ways did not work. I tried other voices, and those other voices did not work. But I, I found true freedom when I jumped on board the boat with Jesus. And I began to sail with him into this lifelong journey of faith. So once you start sailing with Jesus, you will find that there is only one way to survive. And that is going all in. So in 2018, a shift began to present itself to our family. Uh, We felt a release from our current ministry of 13 years with Youth and Children's Ministry to go deeper and to level up in our faith walk. And, and this, was a tough, this was a tough time because, I'm just going to be honest with you, it was a great time in ministry. In 2017, I had released my first book, Unshakable. I was traveling the South. I was um, going to women's conferences, youth events. I was sharing about Unshakable. And it was fun. It was exciting. I loved signing books. It was great. And then, you know, our children's ministry and our youth ministry, both of them were flourishing. They were growing. The church was growing. We had just built a brand-new facility It was a beautiful place. And then there was this shift, and I didn't understand it. There was a conflict in me. There was like this inner resistance inside of me, and it felt like something was off. I was like, why am I feeling this? And then there was things in the the church that even was starting to transition and change. And I knew that now it was time to go. There was a release for us to change and to go somewhere different and begin to do ministry somewhere else. Was it a risk? Absolutely. But we were okay with a risk. We saw that God was giving us an invitation to have an out-of-the-boat experience. And so I say all of that to let you know that sometimes in our lives, a shift can take place, a turn signal of some sort. But if we are all in, if we are all in, God will be in all things. So at the beginning of the 2018, I named my year Rise. And I told my husband, I don't know how God is going to do this. I don't know how he's going to level us up. And what he had in store was nothing like I expected. Right? Coming here has been nothing short of a plunge. I mean, I, see, I look at this and I say, wow, what an adventure. And that's what I tell my kids. This is an adventure. When the shift came, my first instinct was no way. I will not go. At first it was that. I will not go. I will not leave my church. And then it was, I will not go there. And then I stepped off the plane here in San Francisco to visit. And that is when I realized that there was no plan B. I was completely broken over what I saw, the lost, the torment. And I felt, God, okay, we have to do this. We have to come. And so we came. There was no turning back. So one of the scriptures that we focused on and has been, we have been clinging to, and as Christians we cling to, it's been our lifeline, is Romans 8.28. In Romans 8.28, it's in your handout today, but in Romans 8.28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God 
and to those who are called according to his purpose. And I want to say that one more time. And we know that all things, won't you look at your neighbor and say all things. Work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. When we are all in, God is in all things and he works it together for our good. You know, there are many things in our lives. We have people, we have struggles, we have emotions, we have time, we have opinions, we have work in our lives. What I discovered from reading this scripture was that if I loved God and I believed him, that he was going to be in all my things. Even my transition, even the things I didn't understand about why I was coming here, he was going to be in all of those things. When we are all in, God is in all things, such as our marriages, our families, our careers, our struggles, even our grief, our relationships, our kids, our desires, our emotions. He is in all of those things. One of my favorite TV shows that's out right now is on NBC. It's called Manifest. And I love this show because the cool part of the show is, is that Romans 8.28 is pretty much the storyline. And it's just kind of interweaved or in there. It's just weaved in there. It's in the coolest way. Okay, so I've been intrigued to keep watching it. And it's about a flight. It's about an airplane flight, 828. And they have a turbulent. And so they end up landing safely. But the problem is, is now it is five years later. And so now they have, they've woken up to a new reality. Everyone else in their, in their life has moved on. Everything has shifted. Everything has changed. It's stuff that they didn't even see was coming. They didn't have a choice in it. They thought, you know, it had just been a few hours, but it had been five years. And, you know, that just, show, that just challenged me with my all-in faith. The show reminded me of living all in. We can either take the risk. We had to take the risk. We took the risk of moving our family across the world. Our life shifted in just a few months. Actually, we said yes to this at the end of August, I believe, and we were here September 23rd. And it was like that. It was fast. And we, so we took this risk, and it, and it shifted everything that we do. I mean, everything we do is different. I mean, the way I pick up my kids from school now is completely different. I have a gate on the front of my house. Like, that's different. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's so many things that are different here. And it's been wild, and it's been tough, and it's been, but I'll tell you what it's been. It's been enlightening. These people on the plane, they had this enlightening to some kind of higher power that's causing them to search for answers. And that is what God is wanting to do in us. That is what he's wanting to do in us. He wants us to search. He wants us to go deeper in him. He wants, to be in, he wants us to be all in so he can be in all things in our life. He wants to enlighten us. I don't know what you didn't see coming. Maybe it was a relationship breakdown. Maybe it was a big move. Maybe a job change. Maybe a sudden death or illness in your family. It could be anything that caused a shift in your life. I want you to remember this today. Don't let it beset us. Instead, let it motivate us to become more. I had the choice to make in that moment. 
When we decided to move here, I had the choice to either let the things that I was about to endure beset us or motivate us for more. I mean, just the traffic alone was enough to make me crazy. (laughs) But I was going to figure it out. I remember getting excited the first time I drove to Target in San Francisco. (laughs) I was like, I did it. (laughs) I did it. We're all alive. Everyone's happy. So we, you know, we moved here. We started serving, and we started trying to find our new place, and, and it felt like we were working against the current. The fear started to take hold, and the what-ifs started to play around in my head. You know, like, what if people don't accept us because we're from the South? What if my kids get hurt? I have no family here. I have no help here. I have you guys. What if I can't afford to live here? I had all of these what-ifs in my head. And so this is what I learned about that season. I learned in this season that I have to give God the all-in card. I have to play this card every single day. This is my choice. I get to decide what card I want to play, and it's this one. This is what we've learned. We learned the first thing that we had to do was say yes to the best. Let me tell you what that looks like. When I I told you I was afraid, I had fear. I had to face those fears. I was afraid to move my family. My head was full of questions, but my heart was steadfast. I will not look back, and I will look forward. And God, if you're sending me here, then you have the right people, and you have the right friends. You have the checkbook for it. You have everything I need because he has our best interest at heart. So in Colossians 3.17, it's in your handout this morning. It says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is our secret key. Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is it. This is the secret key to saying yes to the best in our words and in our actions. We must do it all in. Do it is the yes part. All in is the best part. When we say yes, the all in way, we are saying yes to surrender. Giving over ourselves wholeheartedly, our emotions, no holding back. Giving over control. Pastor Lewis talked about this last week. Giving over control. You need to check out the podcast of All In Messages because they're so good. We give over control and we let him be the steering wheel. His words become ours. His thoughts become ours. His desires, they trump ours. We want to please him and it's not out of law. It's not out of legalism, but it's out of love. It's out of a love to please God. And now we've surrendered and we've gave him everything. And then, oh, then we have to adjust. Then we have to adjust. And, you know, this was an adjustment. Moving here was a a huge adjustment for my family. Everything we did was so different. And so we had to align ourselves with God's best for us. We have to do that as Christians. We have to understand that his ways, his plans, and his direction, adjustment. And then there's definition. Knowing that we have a deeper purpose and meaning. Who's writing your story? 
is God writing your story. He is what defines us, right? So we know who we are in Christ, and we walk confidently in that definition, and it impacts our motives as we live out our faith. But many times we get so lost in this. We get so, we're, we're listening to other things, and so we're, we're writing our own stories. And God wants to have the pen. Don't let other people borrow it. Let him write your story. So when we say yes to the best for our life, we are choosing to surrender. We are choosing to adjust. And we're choosing to be defined all in the name of Jesus. Because he has something better. He has something grander. He has something beautiful for us to embrace. You know, I was dealing with this inner resistance. Yes, no. Yes, no. What should I do? It was constant. I was dealing with this inner resistance to God's purpose for my life because I thought I had it all figured out. I thought I knew what was best for me. And God knows our current situation, and he also knows our greater purpose. So we have to take the risk. We have to be courageous. How many times have we settled for something out of fear? How many times have we just let pride settle in? Are we making room for God's purpose? Because he wants to be in all things, but does he have room in our heart for that? I won't forget one morning on our way to work. It was only about two weeks after being here. And um, I was complaining. <laughs> and I was being very, very upset. I was like, huh. I was having to come apart in the car, and I was crying, and I was telling Matt everything I did not like about San Francisco, and he, I, he was like, oh, and then, so then I'm sitting there next to him, and I said, just, just pull over the car, go to the gas station. I probably was just annoyed at the traffic, but I was like, just pull over. So he pulls over, and when he pulls over, I just grabbed his hand, and I said, Lord, we do not know what to do. We do not know what we're doing, but God, please guide our conversations today. Please guide us. Show, show us how to make good decisions, Lord. We need your help. And in that moment, I felt the Father, and I felt the Son, and I felt the Holy Spirit bring comfort to us. So I learned in that moment to stop venting and to start praying. Stop venting and start praying because we get so caught up in the worries. We forget that we have a safe place we get to go. A place for strength. A place for deliverance. A place of, of resolution. And I found out that God was a great listener. He allowed me to vocalize my, my struggles with him, the things I was facing. And then when I, when I was finished with all of that, he would bring in direction, and he would bring in comfort to me. In Philippians 4, 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. I stopped vending, and I started praying, because I didn't need sympathy as much as I needed strength. I needed strength. And so what do we need strength for? Maybe some of us are, maybe we're going through a, a stage in our life where we just need some strength. Maybe it's a time where you're wanting to step out in faith and, 
and, and share your faith with someone at work. Maybe we need to forgive someone. Maybe we need direction on what steps to take next. Maybe it's who we're going to marry or what college we're going to attend or what we're going to study. Maybe we need deliverance from an addiction in our life. Here's the answer. Pray all in kind of prayers. Vocalize the struggles you are facing, and he will bring strength to your soul. It's okay to say what we mean with God. It's definitely okay to say what we mean with God. It's okay because he already knows our heart. It's okay to say what we feel with God because he, he created our emotions. When we are all in, God works all things together for his good. So stay in prayer. Your answer is closer than you think. Today, this is my last point. And I feel like it's a very profound point because it just kind of sums it up. Stay with God. You know, when we accept Jesus, we are in for the best ride of our lives. When I was a kid, my dad would let me jump in his truck. And we would ride down the road together. Sometimes we didn't have anywhere to go, but most of the time we would go to the part store. And the part store was the place that you go and dad goes inside and he gets all of the parts for the car, you know, and I would sit there and eat my ice cream and it was the greatest day ever because I got to spend all that time with my dad, right? We call that loafering in Alabama. <laughs> That's where you can just drive and drive and drive. <laughs> and so um, he would say to me, Raven, if you stick with me, we will go places. Wow. That, that statement never left me. In Psalm 27, 13 through 14, in the message version, it says this. I'm sure now I'll see God's goodness in the exuberant earth. Stay with God. Take heart. Don't quit. I'll say it again. Stay with God. You know, there have been days that quitting seemed like the best idea I had ever had. But I had to stay faithful, even among the faithless. It's there that the true character is born. So stick with God, and he will take you places. We have to remain faithful, and we have to persevere through the parts we don't understand, because there's sometimes we don't understand everything. And it's okay not to understand. Instead, trust. That's true faithfulness. That's all in status. Even when you can't see it, you still believe it. So be sure. His goodness is coming. When we are all in, God is in all things. Here's the process to that. Start with God every day. Stay with God and then end with God every day. And so, you know, that's kind of hard to do. The starting part was the struggle for me. Because in the mornings, you know, I'm not a morning person, and my phone is going off, and uh, I want to check Facebook and email before anything else, and that's not good. It's a distraction. And so I decided I'm going to change this. So I set my alarm to be a worship song. So it feels like I'm in the holies when I wake up. It's great. You should try it. So start with God, stay with God, and end with God. That is how we take each day of our lives with Christ. We don't have to move to the other side of the world to understand this. 
I am 35 hours and seven minutes from my family in a car, <laughs> which I will not do with my kids. We can work, you can work at the same job all your life, live on the same street all your life, and experience the same thing. Because Jesus is the stuff that matters. Jesus is the answer in the midst of the world's questions. And I know this because he has revealed his divine purpose in my life. So today this message is a deep cry for more because we need more of him. We need to grow in our prayer lives. We need to stay with God and not waver. Be firm and resolute. We need to stop living halfway but go full out. So remember this. This is how we give God the all-in card. We do that by saying yes to the best in surrender, in adjustment, and in defining who we are in Christ. And we do that all in the name of Jesus. And then stop venting and start praying because that's how we fight our battles. And then stay with God. Stick with him and he'll take you places. Be faithful among the faithless. I want to take you back to Romans 8.28 one more time in your handout. And we know that all things work together. Can we just say it together? And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Wow. So rest assured, if we go all in, God will be in all things in our life. He will make it come out to good. So as we close today, I don't know what your situation is. But God desires to create goodness and purpose out of it. I'm thankful today that God is in my situation. And I have discovered the only way to live is all in. And I'm encouraging you today to never look back. Once you give this card, once you play this one, this is going to be the best thing you ever did. Never look back. Stay focused. Stay with God. We're about to have our giving time this morning, so I want you to get prepared for that. But before we do, the band is going to sing a song in just a moment after we give a song called All Things. It's a powerful song. I want you to just reflect and think and let this all sink in. Let it seal the truth of God's word in your life today. And thank you for letting me share with you this morning, this afternoon. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you and we honor you in this place. Lord, we just pray that you would be in all things in our lives. Lord, we pray that this week we would surrender, that we would adjust, and we'd be defined by you. We pray that this week we would start with you, we would stay with you, and we would end with you, and our prayer lives would grow. And we give you all thanks and glory in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.